All righty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 17 is upon us, Wiz, uh, for the NFL season. Week 16 is over, and uh, uh, just a wild and woolly end of the season here between the injuries and COVID and what it has meant for fantasy, Wiz. Yeah, good morning to you. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> what took place uh, during the week with um, players going on the COVID list and kind of scrambling at it to be done, uh, it was as strange as a week as I can remember. And uh, just the unfortunate timing of it that it's coming into these crucial uh, playoff weeks is uh, is unfortunate for uh, for a lot of people. And uh and I guess lucky for some people. Yeah, right. That, that ball bounces both ways for sure. Um, it, we always do see late in seasons. Uh, I think you, you, you've got some kind of unsung heroes that kind of pop up at the end of the season because of an injury here or there. Um, but it's, it's lent itself to a whole nother spectrum here with, with, with the whole COVID uh, aspect of things right now and, and as well with on uh, with that you know it doesn't ensure when a player does return from covid that they're actually going to fulfill their kind of full full complement of uh, activity and we've seen that you know we could we could basically say that Tyreek Hill was a was a, was a decoy out there. I, I don't know if it's under doctor recommendation. I don't know if it's because legit, you know, the players are suffering, you know, in terms of from a breathing perspective and they're not 100%. But, you know, even with guys coming back now, I'm in a situation where I have Eckler and I have Kelsey. And I'm in a championship game. Uh, Eckler has been cleared already. I've not seen anything on Kelsey just yet. At least Eckler has a week to kind of build up to that. But these guys that get announced to come back in like right away, it doesn't necessarily guarantee you that player returns to that uh, level of play that they were playing at beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to make a statement uh, a Tuesday morning that I never would have made in a million years on Sunday at 12 o'clock you were better off if you were owner of Travis Kelsey than you were of Tyreek Hill. If you own Travis Kelsey and they announced what they did on Sunday, 11 a.m. or whatever they did, that Kelsey did not clear the protocol, at least you had a backup tight end on your roster or you went and you were able to scramble and get a tight end. I'm sure in a, in a fair amount of leagues, a player like Gerald Everett was available who had a, 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 a very, very big game. Um, and, Tyree Kill, I mean, I haven't seen anything on this or done any research or see if this could be found out. I would take a guess that Tyree Kill was rostered on more teams than that lost uh, in, in Week 16 than any other player in the National Football League because he, he, people didn't you know, have to worry about him being ruled out like Kelsey and, and Eckler and others, and he just barely was out there. So it makes for a very dubious situation, especially you mentioned Eckler. If you combine that with how well Justin Jackson played, it's hard for me to not to imagine that they're not going to have some kind of a timeshare in this game. And I, I'm in a league where I have Eckler and Justin Jackson. And obviously if I'm going to start one player, it's going to be Eckler, but I'm, telling you I'm concerned about what the what the timeshare and the carries are going to look like this Sunday. 
Yeah, and I don't know what the answer is, um, but I think it's something that fantasy owners are going to have to contemplate. I played against you in a in a semifinal game this week where you know my, my team had its worst output of the season. Uh, I had James Robinson get knocked out in game, and like you said, you know, oh, sorry, Tyree Kill was hardly out there. You know, it, it's complicated, but that's um, again, that's the way that that's the way things fall. Sometimes uh, I I do think for the most part, you know, fantasy is a combination of, of, of two things. There is definitely a skill part of it, but certainly there is a lot of luck uh, involved in it. And I think you know we're see, we kind of saw kind of the luck aspect of it kind of play out. If you're one of those situations, and I, and I think by the way, also there were situations where people benefited by by, by COVID, right? So Damian Harris gets a full load, three touchdowns. Uh, Chase Edmonds gets a free uh, a, a full load with no um, James Conner, for example. You know he ends up having a very big game. So you know there are pluses and minuses to it. Uh, it's a lot for owners that are in the, their championship games or if they're in their consolation games. By the way, Wiz, I, I was talking to Jimmy O this morning. And I, I don't know if you remember the play. Well, you, I know you remember the play because you, you have one of those memories. So so yesterday early in the game, uh, Jimmy Owen, his partner Bobby Zach, are playing in their consolation game in, in, in one of the leagues that we used to be in and follow closely still. Uh, they're going against Sanders. They're, they're ahead by basically nine points for the, for the, for the game going into, um, going into the final. And the, the way it worked out where that play where – Tua got sacked, uh, and then they fumbled the football, and basically they were going to be going. They were on the 19-yard line, but the ball ended up being backwards fumbled 12 yards. That 12-yard difference basically with the ball rolling and then Sanders coming in to kick a 48-yarder instead of would have been like a 35- to 37-yarder, uh, that basically cost them the game, and, and that's just the way things happen. Um, there is a lot of luck involved in fantasy football, especially at this point in the season. Yeah, you're talking about the kicker Sanders on the Dolphins, yep. and what's what's so three things that are crazy about that play. One is uh, when a, when a quarterback gets blindsided like that, um, you know, um, I would say probably seventy five percent of the time the defense recovers it. Two, <laughs> he was hit in such a way that the ball went backwards um, off a player 10, 11 yards instead of just going laterally or going forward and made the field goal such, such you know, such a, a longer distance, uh, which ended up at the end of the day costing them their game. And uh, Jalen Waddle, like, was hustling so much on that play. He, like, didn't let the lineman get it, and then another dolphin ended up falling on it for the kicker. But absolutely, that's um, – Man, that's heartbreak city to to lose in in such a way. But like, this is what a lot of these games really come down to is just uh, zany plays um, that <laughs> you can't make heads or tails of. But uh, at the end of the day, can be just a difference in winning and losing. Yeah, and 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 look, you know, I got asked a couple of questions. Uh, you know, Jimmy called me that uh, that morning and asked me. He got Bobby on the phone, and they they asked me who do I start? You know, Van Jefferson or Burkhead? And I went in, in that particular instance, I said, Burkhead, I think, you know, volume wise, that's what you have to consider. Uh, but our boy Connor asked me the same question about Josh uh, uh, Jacobs versus uh, Justin Jackson. And I actually gave, I said it was a coin flip, but I leaned a little bit towards Jacobs. But these are the challenging decisions that owners have to make at this point in time. Uh, and we're all we've all been in the boat. We're still in the boat. And um, yeah, it's just it's just it's just the way things happen. Uh, you know, we 
very interesting things. Now that we have kind of gambling available in certain states, hopefully more states will be involved, New York State, hopefully soon to follow. Uh, But here I'm able to do some things in New Jersey that you can't do elsewhere. Uh, I was in a situation where I was in a semifinal game. I was locked into winning at least 500 in the league with the potential to win 5,000. Here I am going against the Miami Dolphins who are just licking their chops that Ian Book is there. And I had the ability to make some bets both in-game and before the game. I made a before-the-game bet for an anytime touchdown score, which which paid out in the first five minutes of the game to try to hedge at least a little. Yeah. yeah yes. I lose the glory of winning a title. Uh, however, I do have that ability to kind of keep some upside in terms of my monetary gain. And uh, yeah. So I had the ability to do that. And actually it was a very fruitful night uh, based on basically shorting going against anything uh, optimistic on the, on the, uh, on the Miami, sorry, on the new Orleans saints offensive side of the football. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell just a couple of three three situations that happened to me this weekend, which is two, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I just thought they were really skillful um, pickups by me. And one is just an example of pure luck. So one was I picked up Rex Burkhead and started him in um, my semifinal game Um and he it was my best play. He outscored <laughs> he, he, I, I have Jonathan Taylor. We we play where you have to start at least three running backs. This is our league that you and I are in. Um, and I, I'm the commissioner of the league. And you have to start three. And you can actually start four running backs. And Rex Burkhardt outscored James Robinson and Jonathan Taylor combined. Um, just in a volume-based situation, I thought that was a terrific pickup and starting a player like that. You know, in a game where they're like a 14-point underdog, um, I, I really, that, I thought that was, that was that took some guts and was a, was a good move. And I ended up somehow in, in several of my leagues picking up and starting Josh Palmer of the Chargers, with the COVID situations for Mike Williams and Guyton was out and um, he came up with a garbage touchdown at the end, ended up with like four for 40 and a touchdown. But just to show the luck factor of what can happen is I had the Dolphins on my team uh, in a, in a few leagues and it wasn't for week 16 by any means. It was for week 15, against the Jets at home, where they where they ended up putting up a good number. They had a decent amount of sacks. They ended up putting an okay number up. But I was never going to ha- have them on my team to start them at the Saints with their running game and Taysom Hill quarterback. back. And then before the, tr- the free agent air drops took place in the week, there was news about Simeon, Taysom Hill, and then it gets announced that Ian Book starts. So I have the Dolphins defense – and Jalen Waddle in a semi, another semifinal game. Where I am down a lot of points, and the Dolphins' defense ended up putting up almost 500 points. Waddle 200 and something. I ended up winning the game big. And for the people that started their Dolphins' defense in their fantasy leagues in Week 16, I mean that is all luck because there's no way you have them on your roster for this game. It's for Week 15 against the Jets at home. So just a difference of how maybe a clever pickup can help you win and pure luck can help you win as well. Uh, yeah, so there's a little irony. First off, when we're talking 500 points, uh, we, we play in a couple of leagues where it's 10 times like with yeah, a normal 500, league. 500, I guess, is the equivalent of like 50 points Correct. Right, in yeah. most leagues or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to clarify that beforehand. You know, the, the funny and ironic thing about Jordan Palmer, so 
you know, Wiz and I do a lot of homework. We talk a lot about, about a lot of different things here, uh, you know, share different ideas. We're pretty open kimono when it comes to this podcast in terms of our opinions. I, I, don't, I don't feel like either of us hold anything back, even though we're competing and as well partners in leagues. So you know, we, we get to our, our draft, uh, which is in the Bronx League that Wiz was just talking about, and uh, Jordan Palmer's name comes out, and there's two guys going head-to-head for him uh, at the draft, and that's, that was you and I. Uh, and then you ended up drafting him, I believe. It was, it's an auction league. I think you got him for five or six bucks. I don't remember what it was, but uh, you know we were the two guys in on the player. Uh, certainly be, he, he was dropped and you know did, wasn't doing much, and lo and behold, you, know, you mentioned you picked him up in a couple of leagues. I picked him up in a couple of leagues as well, and I started him. Uh, in one league, I made it to the finals. In one league, he, he certainly uh, helped propel that team forward. Uh, in terms of scoring, but yeah, it's just a the funny thing and the funny way that things kind of play out, and uh, yeah, that's that's fantasy football for you. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, the other side of the coin is a player who was a priority pickup that was available, and I picked him up, but I ended up not starting him, but yep. but had to be a priority pickup was Ty Johnson, the Tampa Bay Bucks receiver who figured to be playing every down in that Tampa Bay offense. And he did. Oh, by the way, in in the Godwin role as well. In the Godwin role um, and played almost every single down, every snap, and put up a bagel. Uh, and he, along with Tyree Kill, had to be uh, two of the top players that I think cost teams their uh, week 16 fantasy football playoff lives. Yeah, crazy stuff. And you know, last night, you know, speaking of that, speaking of play, not targeted, you know, last night was, I know, you know, I looked at this before the game, actually, and, and, and I took a look and I was really surprised how high the over-under was, um, knowing that Marcus Lattimore does a fairly good job of locking out, um, you know, on the outside, a team's best receiver. And, and in this case, you know, Waddle plays a little bit different, different position than Devontae Parker. And Devontae Parker yardage last night, 51 and a half didn't see a pass in the game, um, so you never had to be worried about that. Just, just kind of remarkable stuff. But, but anyway, uh, lots of fun things and anecdotes uh, of stories that we're kind of telling. I'm sure everybody's kind of feeling them. I know, Wiz, you're in a, you know, quite a few championships this year. Uh, I, I was in eight leagues, made the playoffs in six of them. Uh, unfortunately, not a fruitful one this time around. I'm only in one championship, but uh, it's in that league that I'm in that I've been in from the very beginning. Um, and hopefully uh, I'm squaring off against two really good guys who uh, we played each other in the finals in 2018. They bought me over the head with Derrick Henry and Antonio Brown uh, in 2018, and now I got to go against the cast of characters because they are heavily invested in the Buffalo Bills, and they're coming at me with the whole Bill guys, um, and, and they're going against the Atlanta Falcons this week at home. So uh, that's the way things have kind of worked out. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Wiz, you know, you mentioned pickups, and um, you know, again, a lot of heroes out there. Some of those guys may still be out there on waiver wires, and then, and I think that's kind of something we're going to kind of touch upon here uh, in, in this episode as well, because. Your partner, sorry, in, in the league that you beat me in, uh, you're going against a team that believes very strongly in the Baltimore Ravens system and actually had the, the gumption and the uh, gonads, if you will, to start Josh Johnson in that game, and he will be playing against you. That's Jacob. He's going to be playing against you in the championship in that game. And I guess whoever's playing quarterback for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, that's who you're going to be seeing this week. 
and, uh, and that's a gentleman. Um, oh, I heard a lot of great things about him as well. But uh, I just want to say, isn't that the guy that traded you called Daryl Patterson from Marquise Brown? Yeah, is, that is correct. That is correct. All right, he must really be a, a Raven fan to make that trade. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, We'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, I, I this past couple of weeks I've been putting, um, you know, my team. It's been such a patchwork situation. So hopefully, I could I could feel the team and uh, and and see what happens uh, and see what happens with that. So let's get to let's get to that. The free agent and uh, are you putting Johnson uh, at the very top of your list in terms of free agent availability at quarterback? Yeah, like I so I don't know what's going to happen if, if you were to read that Huntley was you know cleared. Uh, you know, I don't know what the situation obviously is with Lamar Jackson, but the system is working. Baltimore definitely needs to win a football game here at the end of the season. So, you know, I can understand, you know, if you're in need of quarterback going in that direction. I think, look, you were faced with a decision. You even said to me this week, you have Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. You were so close to potentially starting um, uh, Joe Burrow. I think if I read things right now, especially with Mike Williams, sorry, Mike Evans now on the COVID list, I'm going to believe in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs that as long as Joe Burrow is able to clear you know, all the hurdles when it comes to testing uh, negatively, when it goes, comes to to COVID that, you know, you, you would be given a nod to somebody like Joe Burrow in a game like that. But anyway, yeah. So, so I think the Baltimore choice at quarterback is one guy, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury now makes a very intriguing situation where Trey Lance will be starting. I'm, you know, again, I don't know what teams are going to be faced with that. We could be seeing guys turn up positive here over the next couple of days. So you need to be prepared. And that's why I mentioned, you know, Trey Lance and, and, and Johnson or Huntley, whoever plays quarterback uh, in this particular situation. Yeah, Trey Lance is very, very interesting to me. He's very intriguing. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of looks like a perfect storm to me where, you know, he's going to get in and have a chance, you know, off that Garoppolo disaster in the second half uh, against the Titans uh, this past week. You know, looking at the matchup against at home against the Texans, he brings his running game to the table. Um Trey Lance is a very intriguing option. Uh, if you are a top quarterback, is either uh, you know COVID or has his wide receivers in COVID or hurt. I mean, he he's certainly a very intriguing option to be looking at for. Uh, a lot of teams uh, in their Super Bowl and fantasy football this week. Yeah, that was the only two quarterbacks I was kind of looking at. Wiz, I don't know if you have anybody else that you wanted to mention. No, I didn't. I didn't. We get to we can just move on to running backs and. Uh, when I think about running backs for this week, I'm just looking at some of these teams, and uh, I'm assuming that the Clyde Edwards-Alaire owner would have Darrell Williams, and even if the, you know Darrell Williams is rostered another team, just, you know they held on to Darrell Williams, and boy, if he's available without Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you gotta love him. Rex Burkhead is another player, volume-based, and. Uh, the other player that comes to mind for this week could be Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders out. Um, they're not quite sure about the status of Jordan Howard, but if he's out, it kind of clears it up a lot more for Boston Scott. But kind of looking at that Eagle situation as well, those are my three ideas. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think you're right. I think Jacksonville could be an interesting one too. Uh, I know you picked up on Gowali in, in in one league. You didn't start him, but 
But again, no James Robinson, so someone's going to have to touch the football there. I know they have Armstead in there. They actually just got uh, Sargent from the Rams as well. So not, not sure what's going to happen there. I, I mean, I, I will say yeah, that... The problem with that one is they're playing the Patriots yeah, at New yeah, England. Yeah, no good. And the Patriots are angry and they're home and... We know what Belichick does to rookie is record against rookie quarterbacks. I I don't know. I mean, if the game script is where they're up big, he can catch a fair amount of passes. But uh, I just think you know some of these other situations could be could be better. But uh, certainly he he's somebody that has to be on that list. Yeah, I think you you mentioned the chief situation. So Derek Gore, maybe if you know if there is no Kyle Edwards Hilaire, maybe he's an option for some people. I guess one other situation that I would look at was I don't see any reason at this point in time. I know we gutted it out for some touches in the game, in that really ugly game on Monday night um, with the Washington football team, but. I don't really see a reason to actually play Antonio Gibson at this point in time, and if if Patterson is available, uh, maybe maybe worth a look uh, because I think you could see him touch the football a lot more in this particular ball game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the status of Gibson. Gibson looked okay. I mean, you know, the game got out of hand, so there was no reason to play him. But when he got in there, he he looked like really the only player that. Uh, was able to do anything. So, yeah, I guess, you know, look, we're, we're having this discussion on Tuesday morning. Um, there's going to be so much stuff that goes on between now and the end of the week. And uh, we'll be coming on either Saturday or Sunday morning with um, all of the rest of the stuff as far as wagering and player props and and uh, and, and maybe sort of start them and sit them with fantasy football. But it's, it's a little difficult to try and project this uh, so early in the week, but those are the usual, ca- you know, candidates to be picked up at this time, especially, uh, you know, where, where we stand now and what we know now. Yeah, and there's a lot of testing to be done. And, you know, going to wide receiver was, you know, we, we talked about Palmer. I think, you know, Ty Johnson probably was picked up in a lot of leagues, but it, it, I still think I would have some faith in that player, be given the fact that he was on the field as much as he was. Uh, you will be going against the Jets this week, so may, maybe it'll be a different situation in that particular ball game. Uh, a guy that kind of popped up this week with basically no one else to really throw to, uh, a guy that I've had rostered here and there during the season, but Zay Jones was the, the beneficiary of uh, no Ed. Edwards being there, no Waller being there. Yeah, so, you know, situations like that, Antoine Wesley uh, on, on Arizona as well with no DeAndre Hopkins. He's basically playing every down. So I, didn't, I don't see a lot of options at, at the wide receiver position, uh, but you could take some shots on, on players like that, Wiz. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's, there's no question about that. I mean, um, I'm assuming because they're unvaccinated, Mike Williams is going to is going to miss. He's been he's going to miss the game as well this week. Yeah, that's uh, yeah that that's that's my understanding as well. So you know you could be looking at uh, Palmer again for this week. So um, I haven't seen anything on Brandon Cook. I mean, uh, I'm assuming who who uh, Brandon Cook will be back this week. I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, my break the sleep guy, Nico Collins. Uh, I predicted if Cooks didn't uh, play, would have a good game. And he was uh, 333 with a touchdown. So I'm sure he uh, helped people out if uh, they played him on uh, on some DraftKings lineup. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, we, this is right now so difficult to predict uh, because you just have a feeling that there's going to be a fair amount of players who are going to be ruled out. And then uh, when we do the podcast uh, on Saturday or Sunday, we'll have a much better idea and be able to help people uh, you know, with, with more information uh, 
to know. Yeah, that, that was a great call on uh, on Nico Collins. I, I had I had Berrios in multiple DraftKings plays and multiple leagues, and uh, you know he's a he's an interesting player, especially given that the Jets are so uh, so empty in terms of their wide receiver core right now because uh, Denzel Mims looks like a colossal bust, and uh, nobody else is catching the football for the Jets aside from the running backs, the tight ends, and, and a guy like Berrios. Yeah, and if you're in a league and either you're a commissioner or you can talk to your commissioner and bring it up, come on. If 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 you have an offensive player, a running back, a receiver, somebody that you have on your roster who returns a punt or a kick for a touchdown, they should be credited with those six points. Oh, yeah. You played in a semifinal game where Berrios returned that for a touchdown, and it just was credited to the Jets, and it should be credited to the Jets special defense, special teams, and individually to Berrios as well. And one of the leagues you're in, you got a, a bagel from that touchdown, and that wasn't right for uh, no. Berrios. No, if I lost that game for six for less than six points, I would have absolutely had a conniption. Uh, it ended up not being the case. Uh, it ended up not being the case uh, because the Dolphins' defense blew the doors off of the, the Saints last night. But, uh, yeah, that, I will be speaking to that commissioner uh who needs to do a better job of that scoring system? Yeah, and um, and moving to tight end, with this is just uh, so difficult to, to forecast um, with what's going on with some of these situations. But uh, I don't. Know, did you have any thoughts? I mean, yeah, Gerald there's two, Everett, there's, there's two yeah. guys. There's there's th- there's actually three guys. I, I think Everett is still hanging around on wires, so I'm right with you there. Yeah. I think I think Komet is still hanging around on wires, where the options for the for the for the Bears really aren't many. And a guy that I really have my eye on, and I think for next year, this is an early scouting uh, report here, but the athleticism is you know uh, is very striking to me. Uh, there's an opportunity on this particular football team, but Brevin Howard. Uh, sorry, Brevin Jordan looks like a really interesting player at tight end uh, in terms of skill set, speed, strength uh, for the Houston Texans. Uh, he, he had his best game of the year, uh, made a couple of really good moves and good plays. And, uh, you know, it's a guy, especially if you're in a dynasty league, it might be worth looking at a player like like, like Brevin Jordan. Yeah, and I just want I just, I just because you were just we've just uh... – Talking, you just mentioned Cole Komet. I, I just want to double back the quarterback for something and say that Nick Foles is magical. <laughs> the Bears' offense look better with a quarterback who I don't think has played in several years regularly than they've looked all season. He was able to do things and throw the ball to Montgomery and get him in the open field like I predicted against the Seahawks, who give up a ton of receptions and yards to running backs out of the backfield. And, uh, that was truly a magical game in that weather to see Nick Foles come off the bench, who hasn't probably warmed up much all year, and lead the, the Bears to a victory at Seattle. Absolutely incredible. If anything, it, it, it potentially bodes well for wherever he's employed next year. Uh, if it's not with the Bears, uh, I, I think Nagy's on his way out. You know, one of the worst coaches in the NFL and has done a ter- tremendously poor job of coaching his football team. So, uh, by the way, Wiz, not, 
the play of the weekend, as far as I'm concerned, the best play of the weekend uh, was that catch by Bird for the two-point conversion. If you haven't seen the play yet, uh, just an absolute incredibly athletic play. Uh, the One of the best plays the entire football season, as far as I'm concerned, and it came in, in, in a really clutch moment. Yeah, I really did. He was holding, you know, he was lifted up in the air. The fact that he was able to get two feet down and hold that ball up here like it was the Statue of Liberty, and nobody thought that knock it out of his hands was, it, it just, to me, it just was the the ending of Russell Wilson in Seattle. It started off on a bad note with him talking about these teams, and I just think it's it's going to be a different situation and a scenario for Russell Wilson next year. But that's obviously stuff that we're going to talk about uh, in the offseason. Oh, yeah. One, one of my crucial errors in that Bronx League was keeping Russell Wilson and letting players like Debo Samuel back into the into the bidding pool. I, I didn't trust Samuel after the injuries I was dealing with last year and uh, obviously came back to bite me this year. But that's... Uh, yeah, that's how that's how it works out. But you know, there was a lot of depressing things. The most depressing thing to me was watching was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has no business being a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to retire after this year. And it, really sad to see that just the whole Pittsburgh. The just, Pittsburgh is absolutely imploded. But each and every week, was there were just so many defensive performances this year because there are so many bad offenses in the NFL. You're getting teams just piling up. I mean, look at what the Dallas Cowboys did on Monday uh, Monday night or Sunday night, excuse me, uh, to the Washington football team. Teams are just getting decimated. There's a lot of bad football teams. I can't even talk about the Jets or Giants. Uh, the Giants are an absolute disaster um, on, on all fronts. There, there, there is a lot of bad football being played out there. Um, and you know what? It's not an incredibly robust draft as well, Wiz. So... Uh, you know, te- teams that are uh, you know against against the eight ball right now could could be further against the eight ball this coming year. Uh, you know, I know that yeah, we'll talk a lot about the draft and everything. It's, it's interestingly shaping up that the Jets are going to get two picks in the top ten. That benefit benefit of of the Seahawks not playing well on that Jamal Adams trade. The Giants are going to have two picks because they traded back this past year. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But there's there's a lot of bad football being played out there, Wiz. Yeah, and, and and what really adds on to it is for the teams that are quarterback needy, and there are many. This is not the draft, right? I, I don't have any quarterback. I mean, there will be quarterbacks probably taken in the first round, like Pritchard of Pittsburgh, but this is not a quarterback draft, and that's going to make it even more difficult for a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who Ben is, you know, on his way out, and there's nothing in terms of on their roster at quarterback and there's not going to be much to help them at the draft. And I don't really know what they're going to be able to do in terms of free agency as well. So for teams that are quarterback needy, um, this is going to come into a really difficult stretch in terms of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's tight. And, and, you know, Wiz, you know, I know there's a lot of speculation too. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers playing very well. Once again, you mentioned uh, Russell Wilson, you know, where these players are going to go, where, where uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be playing. Obviously we know what a disaster the Carolina Panthers are right now. Like, I did, everywhere I turn, it's just a one big mess right now. So it'll be interesting to see where the chips play. And, and you know, who the hell knows, Wiz, maybe, maybe Nick Foles is playing himself into a starting role somewhere next year for all we know. 
Well, Nick Foles should be rostered if nothing else, like on the Jets or 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 one of these teams that Steelers like that don't have a competent guy that could come in there in case their starter goes down and move the ball down the field. He certainly certainly should have been rostered, considering the Bears have Dalton uh, as well in their team. It, it seems like it wouldn't have been too difficult to make a trade to get a player like that. He's obviously, you know, not a great quarterback, but in terms of backups and a guy that could, you know, potentially do something if your starter is in trouble or, or you need him for a couple of games, we saw what he did. Look at those conditions in Seattle, and he was able to move the ball up and down in the field against the Seahawks uh, and, and really seemed to control of the offense. So uh, I agree with you. You know, I'm not sure what that's going to do from this year, but uh, certainly for next year, there's a team that should probably sign him and uh, and and, get, and you know put him on their roster as a, as a backup and mentor. Um, he can help a team. There's no question about that. Yeah, just uh, just amazing stuff, amazing stuff. So, uh, all right, Wiz, uh, I, I'm kind of uh, out of things to say. I guess uh, at this point in time, you know, we're going to talk again with everybody at the end of the week. But, yeah, good luck in your pickups this week. If you're in your finals, good luck. Um, you know, I guess we'll, I'll, I'll wish everyone a happy new year right now. I really do. Uh, both Wiz and I really appreciate the support that we've gotten all year from people. Hopefully people have found it rewarding to listen to us and, and helpful. Uh, and, and if nothing else, uh, fun. I know we have some kind of hidden fans out there you know guys like uh dave DiBartolo, uh who, who who's kind of a nemesis of both wiz and i but uh we know he sneaks himself in on all these calls he loves every minute of it yeah i want to give a shout out to dave DiBartolo, uh really promoting the podcast uh talked about it on sunday with his uh with his boys uh maybe we'll even consider trying to get him on as a guest uh for one of these podcasts next season uh you know he's a, a tremendous fantasy football mind and he knows a lot about college football as well keeps on track of it and uh yeah it, it's great that he listens and uh, promotes the podcast but in all serious we we appreciate that and uh we, we you know we we get enjoyment from just doing it but you know to get the calls and texts that we get about people who are either making money with the wagers and player props and uh, it's been a great year in terms of that or just helping them understand and learn a little more fantasy football giving them uh, a different way to look at things because I think too many of these podcasts they talk to you like you're already an expert on it and it becomes complicated it would be like your kid going into kindergarten and them teaching you trigonometry okay you you got to really learn from the basics at the start of it and then gradually go from there so that's what we've tried to do, to do. and uh, I know that you and I both uh, get calls and texts and, uh, and things of that nature uh, thanking us uh, for what we're doing, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. Yep, so Happy New Year to all, and yeah, I don't want to forget, you know, happy birthday. Uh, yesterday was Mr. Howard, our Zybel's birthday, so Howie Z, happy birthday to you as well. And again, everybody, good luck in your finals this weekend because uh, most of you in there and uh, you know make sure you're paying attention to the news because uh, it's going to keep on <laughs> keep on streaming in it seems like every half an hour there's something else popping up so pay attention to that and uh, good luck to everybody Wiz good chatting and uh, look forward to catching up uh, I guess in the new year Wiz yeah have a happy new year and uh, we'll talk uh, Saturday or Sunday morning fantastic